Hello, you're very welcome to the film show. I'm Mike Sheridan. That's new haircut, Brian Lloyd. Less like a microphone. More like a microphone without the wind without thing on, without wind yeah. thing on the it. microphone. Yeah. That's something that's different. That's Deirdre Malumbi. Welcome back, Dee. Although yeah. you did make an appearance in last week's show as a hologram again. I saw that. Shout I didn't even know that was Shout happening. Charlotte Reed in production. Yeah. I didn't even know that was happening. Well, you would because she doesn't post. She I know, I'm just not, saying. It's not in camera effects. I know that. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of watching Yeah, you. it was very like, I was like on my phone and you just like appeared and it was weird. Yeah, can we get a hologram of D hand and Brian to post it? Because I feel like <laughs> that's what she spent. I've you, done that in the show and though. You, and you two, by the way, I'm sitting kind of between you. I'm sitting next to Brian and D's behind me, and just the pen, just sit next to each other. The pencils thrown at each other. You both have headphones in. It's very frustrating. It's very frustrating because I'm constantly going. Brian, do you want to do that? To then? Do you want to after this? Do you want to move desks? Can might we not be move desks? Yeah. There's, a, there's a process I have we need to, to follow. And I have to move my laptop and everything. He works off his own laptop. Mine's all stuck into things. Yeah, D yeah. D has like she has her desk very uh, very well decorated. It's yeah. like it's frantic but neat. Yeah, frantic but neat. there's a lot going on in that desk, Deirdre. But it's all you have know. You ever seen Thanks, her Mike. really freakish? Um, uh, what do you call it? Post-it notes. She's like writes like about a hundred, like literally a hundred things on the one small little. Like she's trying to, tr- like you're trying to track a serial killer. And yeah. Put it all together. Yeah. I just feel like somebody <laughs> should have like strings going out. He's like Mulder in the X Files. Like, yeah. Can I? Yeah. Uh, I'm blowing it right. I'm blowing it all wide open. There's a pattern. Thing. I know there's a pattern. Yeah. Um, so, D, you had seen most of the movies you were going to review uh, <laughs> last, <laughs> last week because we did we did the show quite early and as the yeah. once. Uh, for the film industry, which mm-hmm. is, which I'm convinced is genuinely just out to get us. Yeah. Um, we, a lot of news broke after we recorded the show, uh, like Harry Fonagua taking over the Bond movie, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So we can get into, I know you've, you've got movie news we're going to get yes. into uh, a little later on. So we're going to review uh, two big movies that we missed last week. Um, one that myself and Brian have seen and one that you've seen, which is Lenny Abramson movie mm-hmm. uh, with Donald Gleeson. Um, before we do, Brian... Uh, I went to see A Perfect Favour, or sorry, A Simple Favour last night. Yeah. Um, and you were a huge fan of this. You I really this enjoyed it. You were quite surprised yeah. about how much you, you enjoyed it. It's yeah. Blake Lively, Anna Kendrick, directed by Paul Feig, um, who's known really for comedy. Mm. And there are comedic moments in this, but it's, mm. um, I, you know, not to put words in your mouth, Brian Lloyd, but uh, Gone Girl by way of Big Little Lies. Yeah, you were saying that. I think it's a little bit more... I, I don't know if I'd go I don't know if I'd go so far as to say Gone Girl Well I would Brian Okay, well, I just did I know you did I'm just saying I personally wouldn't put it that far but um, no yeah I mean it's a very interesting take on war um, and very interesting take on the mystery thriller genre Noir That's a great uh, word Noir 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 Oh that's what you were saying You were saying it's so weirdly <laughs> I was, I was saying like, war word? Yeah I heard war as well It's Noir Noir that's what I said. Yeah, you noir. weren't really saying the or, so it sounded like noir. Noir. It's noir. See, it's noir. Anyways, um, yeah, no, it was a really interesting take on it. Um, Blake Lively plays this just absolute glamorous, beautiful woman who has a young child who befriends Anna Kendrick, who's this kind of fuddy duddy vlogger, vlogger, she's v- a mummy blogger, mummy blogger, mummy mummy vlogger, Mo- whatever. The f- 
I don't mummy vlogger. How do you yeah. pronounce whatever? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. how do you pronounce? Anyways, yeah, um, strike up a unusual relationship uh, between the two of them um, that basically involves them drinking a lot of gin, aviation gin. Oh, that was hilarious! Which just so happens to be owned by Ryan Reynolds, and I swear to God, like I mean, I know we talk about product placement quite a bit. Hang on a second while I take a drink from my Lucasite Zero. Are you that in shot? Is that in in camera in focus? Yeah, literally every like so much of the movie is based around them drinking gin. And it's Aviation Gin. Now, if you don't know, Aviation Gin is owned by Ryan Reynolds, and Ryan Reynolds is married to Blake Lively. So this movie is basically one very long, continuous ad for Aviation Gin. That's, ex- that's, that's extreme. That's extreme. I it, mean, it, it's very full on. There are full-on. a lot of friendships based around cocktails. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. It's true, but like, it just so happens to be this particular gin that just so happens Do to be... Do you know what? It's such it. a distinctive bottle as well. You that cannot it's notice just, it. It's always facing the camera. Like, it's Bond-esque, the product placement. Oh, yeah. it's, it's just the same thing. And like, there's something about watches as well, because all the watches are quite... I always notice watches yes. of people. And all the watches are quite similar. Well, I did notice that, and that is very funny. Yeah, it uh, was it's very like, notable. It's going to take a bottle of aviation gin from the fridge. Yeah, and it's just like, and like, who actually carries a gin, a bottle of gin, with the thing facing? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's very. <laughs> but like, not to, de- not to, not to detract from it. Who like, carries a bottle of gin a certain way? Well, like, I mean, you normally carry it, like, from the base. Like, they literally carry it so that you can get the logo in. Like, yeah. just, it was very obvious, I thought. But, um, no, I mean, that not to detract from it. Like, it's still a very well-made, very competently written, very funny. Like, it was hilarious in parts, like, how they did it. Like, and even just Blake Lively, the fact that she was kind of playing up the fact that she looks incredible in, like, all their suits and all that kind of thing. Like, they really kind of played to that. Um, she kind of looks like a lord in the 1700s. I don't know what England. it is. Yeah, it's just her look- Instagram is actual goals. Like yeah. the outfits that she wears. Like, oh, is she is she good? Is she good for the, she good for the outfits now? Because me and oh Brian my are gosh, a bit, she's have a such an incredible dresser. Yeah, and you can see. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. You can see like because I follow them both. You can see like Anna Kendrick <laughs> trying so hard to be as cool as Aww. Blake Lively and to dress as well as her, and she's doing okay. But like you know, Blake Lively, you could basically put anything on her. Yeah, black sack on her and she'd make it look incredible, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, like, it's very stylish. Like, it is very, very stylish and the way that it's kind of done. Um, The plot, you know... Yeah, I, I see where you were going. It's, it's I don't know how you're not getting Gone Girl. No, I know. I get Gone Girl. I get the Gone there's Girl. So, there's one scene in particular that's Gone Girl. The yeah, whole, yeah. So yeah, we, but we it's lighter. Remember. I think it's lighter. Oh well, than well Gone the Girl. tone is definitely lighter. But Gone Girl had moments of levity as well. It did, yeah. But they were few and far between. Like I mean, yeah. Gone Girl was Ben Affleck going, how the f- what the yeah what the Jesus, and then you see his Willie. Yeah, and then yeah, like the bit where with the shower where she like slits Bar- Bernie Stinson's throat. Like, I mean, yeah. that's not funny. That's not sound. Yeah. That's not yeah. sound at all. Um, and like, yeah, and like that's what I'm saying. Like, a simple favor doesn't have any of those moments. But like, the screen and I was at like people were roaring, laughing at different points in the movie, and like and roaring at the points where it was like this is so obvious what's going on here. Do you know? Yeah. Like, anyway, the, yeah. the twists were. I don't want to say signposted, but they were so kind of like, oh, of course it's that. Yeah. You know, that mm. kind of way. And it played with it. It played with the conventions. It knew that you've seen this story a thousand times before. It's a gorgeous film. Um, everything from the production design to actually Rupert Friend is is a friend that you pronounce? Friend? Friend. I just didn't think it was that obvious. I thought it was more of a nuance to that. <laughs> um, he was very funny. He's only got a couple of scenes and, and checks he was Anna Kendrick Cosman knock off Tom Ford or something. Yeah. Or poor man's Tom Ford. And he is brilliant. And yeah. he, I'd like to see him do more comedy stuff because he was very, very good. Um, 
Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick are both great. They've you really can, got a snare. You can see like, why they're doing all the press together and they bounce off each other incredibly well. I would say they know each other a long time. Ron Reynolds mm. made a movie with Anna Kendrick years ago. Yeah. Um, they're the, they're the pluses for me. I really like, Paul, I think Paul Feig has a real panache yeah. and, a, and a real command of uh, not just comedy, but of the screen and how mm-hmm. we, and how, how shots should look. I think where comedies in particular, they're very easy to dismiss aesthetically, mm. you know, and uh, Todd Phillips, I think, um, I know for the Reavers, we're going to talk about one of his films later on, shoots a gorgeous film too. Uh, it just came apart a little, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. It just came apart a little in the last 10 minutes where it wasn't so much obvious and it wasn't so much... Don't give it away. I'm not giving anything away. I haven't away. seen it. I'm not giving anything really away. And, <laughs> and look, you know there's a twist with a movie like that, or there mm. are twists with a movie like this, mm. but it just didn't have that... It didn't It land. wasn't as smart as I thought it was going to be, and there's one almost subplot that was just weird. Yeah. It's very weird, and when you see the film, and you should see the film, it's good fun, but when you hear it, you're like, Ugh. yeah, right, okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's part of what makes a difference. I think, I think that's yeah. I mean, not necessarily that subplot you're talking about, but I think the fact that you know, like, if you were to see the book, I mean, if you actually look at the original kind of book cover, it looks like one of these ridiculous airport novels. You know that kind of way, the ones that you pulpy, exactly pulpy. Yeah, so I think that ending that you're talking about and that subplot that you're talking about, that's quite common in those kind of really borderline almost. Mills and Boone. Mills and Boone-esque, yeah. yeah. So, like, there's not a whole lot you can go with it. Like, and especially with the ending, you can't really go anywhere but to that point. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I think they've kind of written themselves into a corner. But it didn't bother me. Like, I was having, I was enjoying it so much that it was like, ah, yeah, of course it's going to end up like this. And when it ends, it was like, ah, that was great. I enjoyed that. Like, it, yeah. it was it was very entertaining. Like, I was never not entertained by it. Yeah. I mean, I, to, to see Blake Lively be, you know, very much a movie star role. <laughs> yeah. Bless you, dear. Excuse me. This is the first news you've had in the show. How many episodes are we in? 35 episodes well, in the I first news. Well, I do have sneeze. a cold. Oh, <laughs> oh well. Um, anyway, yeah, it's good fun. Enjoyed it a lot. I probably would have went three, three and a half, but... I give four. I really enjoyed it. I four, yeah. Um, and look, I think there's a lot out in the cinema at the moment. Yeah. We talked about how much I disliked The Pre- Predator last week, The Predator last week. So, you know, given everything that's out and stuff I've missed, I still wanted to, I still wanted exactly, to see that. Exactly, yeah. Um, okay, D, uh, you know, unwell. Deirdre Malumbi, unwell. Although you're still sprightly. You're always still sprightly. I think I was at the worst. I kind of peaked at the weekend, so I've been recovering since then. Have you? Well, you were away last week. Yeah. And another holiday jetting around the place. That's actually how I got sick. It was from the AC while I was abroad. It's like, you can't have it all. (laughs) (laughs) Could you get like Legionnaire's disease? Like, I heard you can get that from AC. Is that what you had? I don't know. I always seem to get a cold whenever. That's a thing. Is that's really a thing. That's something that went around the 1800s. Or? No, Legionnaire's disease is this thing that you can get from like air conditioning or something like that. It's kind of like... I think it's just a cold. Okay, grand. Mm. All right, whatever. Fine. Maybe you have the plague. That's <laughs> <laughs> the bubonic plague, okay? <laughs> and maybe. But the you, uh, does it, we've got a lot of interviews that are going to be coming up on the site yes. or that when this when this goes out will be up on the site. So uh, next week you've got Ron Atkinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're a big fan of him and you really wanted to do that. Yeah. And for this movie we're going to talk about now, um, you had Lenny Abramson and Donald Gleeson. Actually, you and, and you and Donald are all pals at this stage. You're always chatting, you're always like, he's, like he's like ripping the piss out of me and everything. Yeah. It's great crack. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you, Donald. Oh, oh you, here. Donald. You and your um, moustache. I actually also have an interview with Ruth Wilson on our On The Line podcast yes. series. So make sure yes, you check yeah. that out. Look up Ruth Wilson On The Line wherever you get podcasts. <laughs> I see what we do. Like nice, little, nice, little, nice little dig there. Okay, yeah. for Lenny Abramson, this this was a str- I felt I felt like I haven't seen it, mm-hmm. but but 
Um, on the surface, at least, it feels like a strange yeah. choice for him to make coming off the back mm-hmm. of an Oscar nomination. Well, what I don't he, know why. Well, what he, I actually asked him about that in the interview, in, incidentally, and what he said was, look, I suppose after the Oscars, you know, there is all this stress that comes with you, like you got an Oscar nomination and everything. But what he decided to do was he had always planned to do The Little Stranger next. He'd actually yeah. been planning to do it for years and he thought... With Donald Gleeson. Um... Well, he'd wanted to do a movie with Donald Gleeson again since Frank. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually, apparently it was Michael Fassbender who was saying, you guys should definitely do another film together. Like, this just, just works, you know? <laughs> I don't want any further. Yeah, 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 you yeah, go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. Just hide my face again. Um, but uh, no, I think that that was coincidental. But what he said was after Room, he decided, you know what, I'm just going to stick to what my plan was instead of like kind of get letting all the stress or the ego yeah. or whatever like get to me. So I think that that's, you know, very admirable and everything. And so. it's, I mean, ostensibly at least it's a haunted house movie. But yeah. what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is it doesn't get very hauntedy until the no, last, the last it's, bit. It's more kind of like I would describe it more as a psychological drama with horror or like haunted house or ghost story elements. Yeah. But I wouldn't call it a horror in itself. It's funny because he, I, I read that Lenny Abramson actually said that the promotion for it kind of worked against it because people were going into it thinking it was yeah, going to be a horror. It's like, not really a horror. No. I wouldn't describe it as that. Like there are kind of a few jump scares but not even really like it's not it's not that kind of movie you didn't go full genre no but I but like he never does like if you look at all of his works like even his comedies have elements of tragedy in them like I I I don't think he really likes genre filmmaking yeah well that's what I mean in terms of it been a strange choice or maybe it is the marketing that because the marketing is I mean you know be it on purpose or not Mm -hmm. it's, it's been it's been I suppose maybe because the nun is doing so well which is overt horror Mm -hmm. or at least in that you know stratosphere whatever yeah yeah. Um, is it any good Deirdre I really really enjoy it is that just because you're friends with Donald no it's not because he's your pal like you and Donald are mates no I really really like this film you've all got one ginger pal yours is Donald Gleeson (laughs) (laughs) I just felt that like watching this film I got kind of totally like lost in like the ambience and it's like so intense from like start to finish and there are all these twists and turns and you're kind of you never know what's going to happen next like it really has you on the edge of your seat and then the acting in it is brilliant even better than Donald Gleeson I would say the one who steals the show is actually Ruth Wilson she's, she's a great she's actor incredible mm. Luther she's awesome in yeah. Luther yeah. she's and terrifying and kind yeah. of hot it's weird <laughs> <laughs> and I mean similarly with the storyline like with the way Gleeson and Wilson's characters go is they're always kind of changing and you never quite know like what it is they so she's want a, she's a spinster or something <laughs> back in the day that's what they call spinsters yeah, yeah. essentially Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like she's grown up and she like never got married and then Donald Gleeson's character kind of starts to court her or whatever, you know? Court her. That's what you call it. Court her. That's what you call it. Is that what you still call it? No. We're talking olden days here. Hi, father. I'm going to go out and court my boyfriend. Wait, what? No, I would never say that. (laughs) No. You would say they're courting. Okay. Well, you would have said they <laughs> were necking. Remember that? Necking. Oh, God. Yeah. Will you score me, mate? <laughs> 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 will you shift him, will you? Uh, I really enjoyed the interview and uh, I, got, I will get to this at some point. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be one of those as well, I think. We'll be in the lighthouse for a while because it's an element movie, element on the lighthouse, and yeah. it makes sense for them to they do as they did with Dublin Old School, and yeah. they kind of keep give it, it a, there give for it a while. Legs, yeah. Give it, give it a, people a proper chance to get to it because mm-hmm. we're coming to that point in the year where, um, you know, all the prestige films and stuff are going to yeah. start to land. This is this one isn't probably going to get award recognition for anybody. 
Um, Probably not. Although it hasn't opened in the US yet. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. But reviews have been good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to know because there's just been so much big talk about the likes of, you know, A Star Is Born and First Man and Bohemian Rhapsody and these kind of ones that it's hard to tell. I'd I'd probably be worried that it would get a bit lost in award season. Maybe for like technical stuff. Because I mean, the costume design and the cinematography are really, really stunning. So I'd love for it to at least get recognised for those kind yeah. of awards, but I'm not sure about any others. We'll have. To are we going to have? We're going to have any Irish at the old at the old Oscars this year? Do you think anybody outside of the technical stuff? I don't Who's think so. Who's our best chance? Probably would have been the little stranger. Yeah, to be yeah. Because I'm just thinking like. Saoirse um, doesn't have anything coming out. Really negative. Well, like, I mean, no, I mean... Um, Saoirse, like, I'm friends with her. <laughs> uh, no, well, like, Saoirse was saying she's not Irish. Well, Mary Queen of Scots, isn't that due out in the next couple of weeks, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Is that Irish? That's right. Well, look, well, she's, she's Irish. Irish. Oh, right. So. <laughs> she's Irish. We're claiming her. Um, is that... I actually think that that's been pushed out to 2019 for us. I think yeah, but so, I mean, yeah. it's in, it'll it'll be in that kind of discussion. Oh, yeah, it will be. Yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, for Best Actress, I would think. Yeah. But, like... I mean, if all the reviews are, if, if I'm reading, are correct about A Star is Born, Lady Gaga has this locked up for Best Actors. Yeah, you never know. Oh, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Like, you never know. But um, Well, I'll see it this week so I can let you guys know. There you go. Ooh, when's Ooh. that out? Next week. Next week. Because how blank Brian's face looked. You do realize I this literally is your told you this. You did. This is your job. You did. You did tell me that. You did tell you me. You just that. had this like, look at your face and you're like, yeah, I knew it was like, I knew it was like next week or the week after. Okay, I don't. Don't be at me, all right? Don't at me, okay? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I would think... I yeah. remember we looked it up because I said, oh, I think A Star is Born is out next week. And you were like, no, I don't think it's out that soon. And then I looked it up and I was like, no, it is out next week. And you were like, oh, right. So you fact-checked Brian. I did. Is Don't At Me the new uh, Talk to the Hand? Kind of, yeah, I think so. I don't, yeah. I'm not really sure. But, um, talk to the Hand sounds so <laughs> 90s now. It is, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I remember they made a joke about that in Terminator 3. Or like Arnold Schwarzenegger goes, oh, yeah. talk the hand and like he tries to talk Such into the hand. Such a bad movie. Terrible. No, but um, I would think our best hope in the Oscars would be Saoirse Ronan, yeah, for mm. Mary Queen of Scots, I would think. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you never know, like Little Stranger might surprise, yeah. like it might have a really good run um, in the US audiences and what have you. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, you know... Yeah, I would think I would think mm-hmm. Sarah Sharon would for uh, best actress could possibly do. Okay, let's uh let's uh, see what's happening with the old movie news. What's going on in the movie world? Brian kind of he kind of, <laughs> he kind of leaned in for a second like he was going to have a bit of a, going, he's going yeah. to have a bit of a bop and then he changed his mind half half lean and I just, did. Just, just basically just went that yeah, was it I was just kind of leaned in I was like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> that got weird very quickly did, anyway dear Jamal what's going on Mel Gibson is writing and directing a remake of The Wild Bunch. So apparently there have been numerous attempts of this on Warner Brothers' part over the years, all of which have failed. Uh, Mel Gibson is also signed on to direct Destroyer, which is a World War II naval epic that will star Mark Wahlberg in the lead role and the long-awaited follow-up to The Passion of the Christ. So, yeah, very Starring bu- Jesus. <laughs> so very busy box is our Mel Gibson. <laughs> It's all about the box office. Do you remember that Family Guy joke? It was like Passion of the Christ. Oh my God! I I would imagine if he actually make that. 
<laughs> it was brilliant. It was such a good bit. Yeah. Um, wasn't he? He was been touted to direct Suicide Squad too, wasn't he? Yeah. Like he was. Like he was apparently like, in the. What discussion. mad films can we have? Mad Mel, Mel Gibson. <laughs> to be make. fair, like if he were to direct Suicide Squad too, I mean, Jesus, if he can't make that work, nobody can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I just imagine Mel Gibson dealing with studios like comic book type studios where there's a couple of hundred million involved and just him I tell you if he did Suicide Squad now I haven't seen Hacksaw Ridge but from what I've heard it'd definitely be an or rated oh yeah because that movie's like he's really into like his he's never made a PG has he made a PG maybe his first movie has he made a PG-13 I don't think he has Braveheart or Braveheart was or actually yeah I think that all of his movies have been fairly and the wild bunch I would say is going to be yeah, well, that's oh, definitely. Sam Sam Peckinpah, Peckinpah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. When it came out and everything, it did have one of those rare. Oh, what were they called X-ratings. at the time? X ratings. Yeah, which yeah. is the equivalent of like 18s for us. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's bold. Yeah, and like the Wild Bunch is like it's a pretty violent film, like, and it's all about like these old cowboys mm-hmm. who are you know like gonna basically you know go out in one last job kind of thing, and you know they're at the end of their lives. So it's the perfect kind of film for Mel Gibson to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think what's interesting is the fact that you know. Warner Brothers obviously care enough about this to give it to him. So basically what I'm saying is he's been completely rehabilitated ah, yeah. in the yeah. eyes of the studios. Like, I think all the other shit people have done, you know, has given a lot of context there as well. Or yeah. Not that like that we found out they've done has yes. given the public context, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. And the fact that he has been, I, I do think that Mel Gibson has, you know, been contrite about yeah. what he's done. I think he has been... Admit he has admitted his fault and he yeah. has tried to work towards. Yeah. There's been reconciliation, is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think there's particularly, um, you know, careful decision making on his part when it comes to being in front of the camera. Yeah, because you know, that's kind of different when you're, you know, yeah. kind of in people's faces. And I mean, the last movie we saw him in was Daddy's Home Two, and I don't think he's due to kind of do anything. I interviewed, I interviewed him for that. Yeah, yeah. that was, uh, you know, because. Mel Gibson of course grew, yeah. grew up watching his movies and just his giant beard and he still had the beard oh my gosh yeah his beard yeah. was very impressive like but, Santa Claus but would you see him casting himself in this because it would fit I would no, I would no I don't think he I don't think he is into casting himself in his own movies anymore yeah. I would love to see him when he was too old for Jesus yeah god yeah <laughs> I mean and like Jim Caviezel well, maybe yeah. get him back but I mean the other thing is like the wild bunch would be such an intense immense project like would you want to have to go through the stress of acting in it as well you know? Braveheart. who would you get no. for Wild Bunch yeah ooh ooh well, I, I would definitely put Mel Gibson into the middle of it yeah. I would 100% put Mel Gibson into the middle of yeah, it yeah but then you have to adjust the rest of the cast kind of accordingly don't you oh really no. so do you think this is going to be an ensemble oh it is like, oh yeah, how, yeah. Like, star heavy cast definitely yeah. I think it's an ensemble piece like, yeah. so what Hollywood coffin dodgers would be put in this then <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Adjusted around him, they would be coffin dodgers. Well, they'd have to be old. Is that not the point? Yeah, that's it. They've all got to be kind of like yeah. aging. And like, yeah, I mean, but there's old and the western. There's like <laughs> yeah. middle aged, and then there's like ancient. Then the there's like the expendables where it's so literally like, well, so, Okay, like, so yeah. okay, let's 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 go Hollywood OAPs. Clint Eastwood. Oh no, he wouldn't. Do he's that. deep he's, into his eighties now. He's like he's yeah. very Jack angry. Nicholson. No, no, he would do. It. He's retired. Like. Yeah. Well, I he th- came back for that one movie, but I don't think he'd come back for this. Tony, well, he he's out of Tony Erdman now. He left that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think if you're going to get somebody like this, okay, here's who I would get. I would get Bruce Willis. He'd be no. Up. Why no, not? He's too cynical now. He pisses me off. To be honest, <laughs> it's right. like just retire already, Bruce Willis. You have enough money. 
True. Stop, uh, stop doing movies and just being crabby and mean in them and then like doing press junkets and just making everyone feel All right. sad. Okay. Just, no, just <laughs> here's retire Bruce okay. Willis. Okay. You tell him, D. You've had your time. Yeah. Okay. All right, here's your yeah, okay. bag. <laughs> here's your old guy. Okay. Here. Kevin Costner. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, I think. Okay. Um, I would get maybe somebody like William Hurt. <gasps> do you think Robert Redford would do it? Oh, no, he wouldn't no? do it. No, oh. he's, he's he's like, he's too old. Yeah, but like, he keeps saying, I'm retired. No, I'm not retired. I'm uh, retired. No, I'm not retired. How is he too old? Well, like, I mean, like, the, like in Michael Wild Michael Caine's still doing movie junkets. <laughs> no, I know that. He did one with him. Yeah. No, but I mean, in the sense of like the Wild Bunch, like they were like 50 odd, like, yeah. you know, that kind of way. And that was just because of... Do you know, so you got to go 50 yards. 50 yards. You know, and we spoke about it last week. Um, fast becoming one of my favorite actors, Josh Brolin. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yes. 50, so good. 50. Okay, he has yeah. to like headline yeah. this thing. Yeah. yeah. Josh Brolin headlining the Wild Bunch with Mel, with Mel Gibson. Watch the only, watched Only the Brave again, actually. Um, have you seen it, D? I haven't, no. Oh, God. I have to. I know, but at the same time, it looks so patriotic. It's not. It's not. No, you said that about it. It is very flag wavy. It is very kind of. I don't think it was. In the sense. I think, okay. I think, I know, we don't go too deep into this again because we spoke about it last week and it was out a year ago. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) who cares? I think the type of characters in this movie who are real life characters are the type of characters that would appear in flag wavy movies that are quite, you know, for want of a better phrase who are quite, you know, middle American yeah. and, mm. you know, those flyover states is what, is what they call them. So the assumption would be, you know, blue collar, yeah. Trump voters, whatever. The film doesn't go anywhere near any of that. No, it stuff. doesn't. No, it doesn't touch on the politics at all. No, it doesn't. At, at all. all. At all. But it's just, it's very, like, there's a lot, like, there's a, you have to admit now, there are a couple of scenes in it where it's just, it's very, oh, like the bit where, like the bit, there's a bit in Only the Brave when they walk up this mountain and Josh Brolin, he's like, he's the leader of, you know, the Prescott Mountain hotshots and he's like training these guys and he's like, I want you to look out over this beautiful vista and drink it in because this is the last time you'll be able to see it. After this, all you're going to see is fuel. Fuel for the bitch. Yeah, he's doing fire. his crazy yeah. quote no, thing but like again. That, 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 I thought that was a really good line. Because <laughs> it's it's trees, a really good line. The trees are the fuel. And that's it. And you know what, right? This is it, right? I watched it and I was like, oh my God, that's such a badass line. And then my girlfriend watched it and she was laughing her ass off at this. She so was your like, girlfriend told you what to think. No, I'm just saying that she... Admi- and I th- feel like, D, you're saying the same here as well. That's a really cringy line, isn't it? Yeah, see, there you go. See, yeah, I think it's just... I just it, it's just a few seconds ago, you guys were really arm-wavy, so I just, like, yeah. leaned okay. back. Yeah. Sorry, uh, D, like, just point is the obvious here, but you're not Josh Brolin. I'm not Josh Brolin yeah, at so all. Yeah, so don't, don't take that line for what for how Brian delivered it. You know, imagine Josh Brolin. D, just Best go watch this movie and then come back and then settle this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway. No, we so can't we... talk about it for a third week. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've decided Josh Brolin and Mel Gibson's remake of The Wild Bunch. Oh, yeah, I'd yeah, watch that. Just put that in like it's happening and let's watch it reverberate yeah. around the world. Yes. What else have you got there? Um, the Raid 3 is not happening. Sad face. Oh, I'm um, disappointed with the second one. Yeah. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. Actually, I do. I remember not being mad about yeah. it either. It kind of went a bit weird for me or something. Yeah. It was going into like kind of gangster movie territory. I think that the first is pretty much perfection. But yeah, I wasn't as into the second one as a lot of other people Sorry were. His face. Um, oh, he's so upset. Director <laughs> Gareth Edwards said in an interview with Cinema Blend, I think enough time has passed now that I think I'm not likely to go back and revisit it. Revisit we had <laughs> we had a That's lot. That's your <laughs> thing that you just do every week, last minute. Anyway, go. we had a lot of fun making those films, and I think we came to a nice sort of natural 
conclusion with in it. In other words, I'm getting a Hollywood dollar now. Well, like you I'm rolling around in that Netflix money. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I actually am hoping to see Apostle, um, his new uh, horror movie, at some stage this week. Oh, yeah. And possibly review it. Um, oh, yeah. It looks nuts. It's a I, horror film. Yeah. You talking about the action? It's not at all. No, it's like a real like Wicker Man kind of horror thing. Um, God, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I really like Dan Stevens too. He's deadly. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, and like Michael Sheen as well. He's fantastic in it as well. Um, yeah, I'm interested. More interested about the raid is Joe Carnahan's possible American with Frank Grillo. With Frank Grillo, I love Frank Grillo. Yeah, really want to see what happens with that. Frank Grillo's a legitimate badass, like legitimate knows how to fight, knows how to train. Badass. Yeah, yeah. But he did that thing that show that Euro was going on about Kingdom. Kingdom yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, me old pal Jonathan Tucker, me and Jonathan Tucker do DM each other. Yeah, on the, on the old Twitter, I've got famous friends. Like me, just like like, like Dean or yeah, Donald, yeah. and now you've got Jonathan Tucker. I yeah. need to get me a famous friend. Um, but you yeah, Paul no. Rudd. Imagine the war. Paul Rudd. Well, that was that was a one sided friendship. I think I think Paul Rudd afterwards was like, I don't think he likes me. <laughs> no, yeah, that's so like, sad. The hugging, the hugging, it's the closeness. Um, but yeah, no, I I to be fair, I do get what Gareth Evans was going on about because I think enough time has passed between. That. And also as well the fact that Eco always like he was in mile twenty two, which I didn't get to talk about last week, and I was so upset. I oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to review it on this show, but I actually reviewed it on Spin Weather three eight on the weekend, and mm. I just went on a rant about it. And Serena was like hiding behind the yeah, microphone. Serena hated it as well, didn't she? Laughing. No, she didn't get no. to see it, but she just said that she loved my rant. And, yeah. apparently, and then the producer afterwards came in, and she was like, "Yeah, I couldn't stop laughing when you were reviewing there mile twenty two. Terrible. So, yeah, it's so awful. so bad. It's awful. But yeah, Iko Uwais is doing that kind of thing. And Gareth Evans, like I say, he's doing Apostle. So it just makes sense that like they can't bring it all together. And plus, you know, the second one, yeah, it was kind of running out of steam. It was steam. a little bloated. It was, it was bloated. And it was running out of steam. The first one was so simple. The yeah. concept was so yeah, simple. Yeah, yeah, it was so yeah, perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that they're not making a third one. That said, it would be cool to see it if they re- reconnect over something else. But yeah. Yeah. I want to see Gareth. I want to see him make some action movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really want to see what he'll do with like a proper... Big budget. Like. Give him the Bourne franchise. Reboot it with Ooh. him. Could be interesting. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think the Bourne, the Bourne franchise is done. Like Jason Bourne. They're doing a just... TV series. Yeah. Would you watch that though? Yeah. If it got good reviews. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my general attitude with American yeah. TV shows because so many are made. There's so many, isn't there now? Yeah, that there's no point in investing in it unless I actually hear good things about it. So well, then you'll be attitude. able to hear about all the new TV shows with the telly show that's coming up in the next couple of months in entertainment.ie. Not an ad. I just wanted to plug it there. See how I'm, you know, helping out our fellow colleagues. It was random, wasn't it? It was a bit random. I like your beard this week. It's very trimmed. I got it trimmed the other you day. You actually, yeah. yeah. Thank God, because it was getting so pointy. You were looking like, I don't know, Rasputin from Russia or something. Like, dude, that like weird, you were kind of evil. <laughs> yeah, that like, weird kind of kinda, weird like, look yeah. where he's like... You, uh, you, like, you aesthetically made an effort for once. You're not just wearing a fleece. Yeah, well, like... Okay. Look like a woodwork teacher in the 90s. Like, you, you put a shirt on. <laughs> Got a haircut. Do you know what it was, though? I actually thought I had to do that thing that you were telling... The thing that you're now doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought I had to do that tonight. Yeah, that's I had to do I it today, so yeah. Yeah, that's why You I look great, it. though. What else you have, Dee? Um, sorry. So obviously we've been hearing a lot about a Todd Phillips standalone Joker movie in recent weeks. Yeah. But not to be forgotten is the Joker and Harley Quinn ah, movie that nobody forget, wants let's, to let's see. Let's forget about that. Let's yes, just forget about uh, that. But it is happening. So 
Glenn Ficarra and John Raqua. Raqua. I like those guys. Um, yeah, they did movies like I Love You, Philip Morris, Crazy Stupid Love. They said they're writing and directing this spinoff and they've described it as something of a cross between Bad Santa and This Is Us, which the two actually worked on. They wrote Bad Santa and they directed episodes of This Is Us. They said the whole thing starts with Harley kidnapping Dr. Phil played by Dr. Phil, hopefully, because her and the Joker are having problems with their relationship. We were doing a relationship movie, but with the sensibility of a bad Santa, effed up, mentally deranged people. Um, They don't know when it's going to be released. They have submitted a script and they're hoping that as long as the Joker Origins movie goes okay, and then I think Birds of Prey is next, then if that goes well, hopefully there that will be That movie's no, never, never going to happen. That's never going to happen. Gonna well, happen. They have Nobody dir- likes Jared Leto. They Nobody. A- His own ma's probably like, oh, just no. Yeah. Don't worry about Mother's Day. It's fine. That is absolute. That movie is never going to... I tell you, I will eat a hat if that move... I, Warner Brothers, Maybe you can... recast Joker. I mean, Maybe. People, people do love um, Margot Robbie as yeah. Harley Quinn. Like, she got a big kind of, you know, fan following kind of... M- social media explosion after Suicide Squad. Yo, yeah, she's awesome and she was the best character in it by far yeah. but I don't think you need Jared Leto in there. No. I well, like I said, they might do the movie based on, you know, the success of her playing that character, maybe recast the Joker. Maybe. Who? Drag Queen Phoenix. A wacky <laughs> Phoenix. Drag Queen. Wacky. I can't Do you know, uh, I, have a, I, have a, I have a poll, you know, like that we can we can actually talk about because we, we can't do the like Twitter thing where you like vote or oh, yeah. Instagram okay. stories or whatever. Who is more unlikable Whack, not Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Jonah Hill. All right. Or Jared Leto. <gasps> oh, that's hard. Have you seen Jonah Hill? I said this before. Have you seen Jonah Hill and Jimmy Kimmel? Mm. Up his own hole, that chap. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go hole. with Jonah Hill being a bit more annoying because I think Jared Leto gave such a good performance in Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Yeah, but well, Jonah Hill's a really good actor as well. Yeah. I've like just he- met him a few times. I don't like him. I well, know, I, I, I have I an interview. I think yeah. Jared Leto was, uh, like, I think he only really got the reputation for being a jerk after Suicide Squad, right? Well, I mean, you did send he people have it use condoms that? in the post, that'll probably be. That'll do yeah, it. That's whatever else, whatever kind of weird shit you did. Little yeah. freak. And like sending people dead rats as well. Yeah. Dead rats and condoms is never a way to win over people. No, like, no, I don't think so. Or being in 30 seconds to Mars. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> Actually, they have a couple of tunes, uh, anyway. Okay, what else do we have this week? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, they don't. They do. No, they don't. Emo anthems. No, they don't. The, 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 our creative team would be would be into that. The guys out there that do, that do some of the commercial stuff yeah. and the creative they're team. They're dumbasses, okay? Ooh, I thought they were your they're, friends. No, they're, they're your pals. If they're like 30 seconds to Mars, they're we're, not my we're, friends. We're going to find out whether the... Uh, what are those? What are those chaps on that team listening to this podcast? Yeah, that's, yeah anyway, we'll see. Actually, this is a good way of knowing. Yeah, yeah. it's a good way. Telling me dog about them, they definitely will. Um. <laughs> Last but not least, yes. <laughs> People oh. are loving the Transformers nostalgia yes. in the new Bumblebee trailer. Yes. I have no idea about this stuff because I didn't watch the Transformers show. I I did. I know. I was so excited. I saw the new trailer and I was like, yes. So it has these old characters called Shockwave Look and Soundwave. And face. also the return of Optimus. Look at them. They're really like, creeping yeah. me out. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I used yeah. to see um, them filled with joy. It's strange. That is yeah. what's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked that. I was so happy. Like, it was yeah, really... Trailer. <laughs> yeah, it was like, you know, yeah, to have like the old looking uh, Transformers from the 80s and all that kind of thing. And just the fact that um, the direction that they're taking with it, I think is really kind of leaning into that Steven Spielberg, Amblin kind of... That's how Joy heard Lady Bird. 
Ladybird, yeah. yeah. Like that whole kind of buzz, like it's just it's really leaning into it. And I think that's what Transformers needs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, the way that Michael Bay approached it was just put as many explosions as I can and as much product For placement. Four films. For five, five films, five films, five films. Like, do you know what I mean? Now, look. At the time, that was just the zeitgeist, you know, that kind of way, because he was coming off the back of like Armageddon and The Rock and all these kind of things, and he was just the guy to give it to. Um, But yeah, I think um, Travis Knight is the guy to do this. I think he has the right mentality behind it. I think the fact that he can create this kind of character driven character driven but also as well as the fact that imbue it with heart exactly imbue it with actually some kind of personality because that was the thing that the Transformers all had they all had individual personalities like Bumblebee was like the kind of the childlike guy and Starscream was okay yeah I know you're looking at me but Starscream no but Starscream was the one that like turned into a jet and he was like this really mean guy who was always trying to backstab people and then you have Optimus Prime who was like the hero and he was the guy that talked like this didn't he like, do the voice in the, the real he did in the yeah. original one yeah Peter Cullen he was like Autobots roll out and he was you know just it got that real kind of sense of um Optimism, I guess. Just that there was, it's like optimistic, optimistic <laughs> prime. But that was it. But like that was it. Like you go back and watch the eighties one, and they were really like optimistic. And you have to remember, like this was like nineteen eighty six, eighty seven. This was the height of the Cold War. Yet there were these like robots running around. What's this? Yeah, Ronald, Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Reagan yeah. yeah. Well, it's the height of Ronald Reagan. I don't know yeah, so. yeah. I think Gorbachev the was chilling out at that point. I don't know. But it was just, yeah, it was like the height of like, you know. I'm not cold, that old. Yeah. Right, but it was the height, it was like the height of like Cold War apocalypse kind of, oh my God, there's going to be World War Three, And these robots were running around trying to save the planet. Like, so it just kind of tapped into that, I think. I'm very excited about Bumblebee, if you can't already tell. Sounds like it was of its time. Do you know what is, <laughs> do you know what's, uh, you know what's pulling Brian around, and I could see it on his Twitter, is that Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. It's pulling you around, little. I knew it little was. Little by little. Little yeah. by little. Um, I'm really excited for it. I am as well. Yeah. Yeah, little by little. I, uh, yeah, little by little. Todd Phillips is doing really, really well with the kind of, like, teasers he's been dropping and yeah. everything. Like, I think he's getting people they properly all, all excited for I think all of those it. teasers just seem to have this... Uh, added density with Joaquin Phoenix playing mm. the Joker mm. and it there's no there's no um bells and whistles it's just him stripped back it's re- that's exactly yeah. it. it just seems like it's really stripped back and that's i mean i and that's, that's all you need really. really and that i think that that's what is going to make this different to what we've seen before because you really need to do something radically different with the Joker at this point because I mean Jack Nicholson did such an incredible job Heath Ledger did just such an incredible job Jared Leto ooh, not mm. so much but I mean they've all been kind of distinct interpretations yeah, still you yeah. know like how do you do something new and like Brian has been arguing there is that added element of okay we know where he's actually coming from now mm. you know which I know you're saying oh that ruins it but I, I disagree I think that it's just like you know to add another kind of layer to that and everything mm. so I mean he's the perfect actor for it because he's so talented yeah 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 I'm really I it's Slowly but surely, with like that little camera test thing they did, I thought was very it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, so. and even the makeup, the fact that, like you said, it's the whole paired back nature of it. You know, mm. it's raw. Yeah, yeah, oh, raw. Okay, revisit me. Uh, the Hangover. Hello, <clears throat> Tracy. It's Phil. Phil, where the hell are you guys? We lost Doug. What? We're getting married in five hours. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Um, I watched this last night. Um, and Because they've added all the movies to Netflix now. Yeah, I think the trilogy, yeah. Do you know, it, it's 
perfect example of pushing your luck is the Hangover <laughs> trilogy. No, genuinely, it is the perfect example of like, you've got a really good idea. It's a nice, smart, tight little film. You know, it has no kind of extraneating uh, circumstances on it. It's just literally them trying to retrace their steps. But then you try to spin that off into two other movies. Forget about it. Like, mm. it just doesn't work. Like, um, Well, I think the issue with the sequels is there was one, they're both kind of straight up the same thing. Yeah. In just different places. Yeah. Yeah. It's not broke down fixes. Yeah. And I think Todd Phillips just took the check, which is oh, fair enough. Oh, completely. They all oh, took the check. there's a little connection there. Yeah. Todd yeah. Phillips, yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- that's it. Like, I mean, they all took the check. Like, I mean, Bradley Cooper, you look at the second and third one, like, he is just phoning it in. Well, I think he, like, he was never seen as a movie, as a movie star no. or somebody with movie star potential. And then, uh, he very much had that in the hangover. Yeah. He was he's the one that he was the standout. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. really was for him and Zach Galifianakis, it was absolutely <laughs> star making roles for both of them. Because like, yeah. Zach Galifianakis up until that point was known, you know, he was known for some of the stand up and even his stand up was it's, very it's abstract almost. Ver- yeah. Exactly. Very kind of almost anti comedy kind of thing. Like he hung around with um Tim Heidecker and Eric Warheim, who were this kind of comedy duo called Tim and Eric and had this show called Tim and Eric awesome show great job and it was really weird like just really really weird comedy like um, and Bradley Cooper I mean I suppose the biggest thing he'd done before that was like maybe um, Wedding Crashes, crashes. Yeah. yeah yeah. he'd been in a lot of things as either the douchey friend or the best friend he was in yeah. Alias for alias. years he was like third lead in Alias fourth lead in Alias yeah. Mick of Arnton was the, was the romantic lead in that and he played Sydney's friend yeah. so yeah Sydney Barrister God bless you Jennifer Alias She'll and now Bradley Cooper has been, hasn't he been nominated for something like three Oscars? Maybe two. But I yeah, think he's yeah, been like the, nominated for a silly number at this point. Yeah, the David O'Russell connection there has always led yes. to him. And I think from what we're hearing, everything with Star, Star is Born. Born. Okay, so well, how was it revisiting it? How was it watching this again? Like, I mean, because I remember going to the press screen and way back when I did the yeah. junket, the, the guys they flew in for it. The guys flew in for the junket for opening weekend in the US and Up I think was in its second weekend and Up was already making an insane amount of money mm. and to the point where Warner Brothers hadn't even put on cameras or anything like, which is quite expensive to, to, to put on in, in, the, in, the, in Dublin because I think they knew it was going to do well I didn't think they realised how well. Mm. So the guys found out while they were sitting with me that um, it had opened at number one at the American box office. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like I to like, think they remember me forever. But it's true. No, they, they, like <laughs> so it did silly money. <laughs> like it really did silly money. It was like 437 million worldwide yeah. um, against a budget of like 35 million. And it was R rated as well. And that like for making just under half a billion for an R rated comedy at that yeah, time. Inflation, yeah. whatever. Yeah. What was it, 10 years ago? 10 years ago, nearly, yeah. Um, at that time, completely unheard of. Like, it just, you would not hear of it. Yeah. Like. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it still holds up. It's still very, very funny. Like, even if you have seen the movie three, four times, it's still, you still get a lot of laughs. Like, the bit with Rob Riggle when he brings him into the cop shop and then fires them with the, um, the he gets the kids with the tasers. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just Apparently classic. Bradley Cooper was game ball for being shot with a taser. For real? Yeah, he was like, I'll do it, yep. I mean, I, I don't know if that would make it funnier, yeah. but he was very good in it. Like, I mean, yeah. that whole scene is very, very good. Um, Heather Graham as well, hilarious in it. I mean, I know she's only got a couple of scenes in it, but like her kind of, you can see she was kind of leaning on bo- her character on Boogie Nights, Roller yeah. Girl. She was kind of leaning on that kind of ditchiness. I don't think she has a huge amount of range, so. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. She was yeah. kind of, she always kind of plays yeah. variations of that. Yeah. But um, no, but yeah, Bradley Cooper, I mean, Perfect as the kind of laconic, charming yeah. leader of the group. 
Mike Tyson cameo in it, hilarious. The Tiger, very, very funny. But the Tiger's dream. Of- <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, with the song, yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. And, like, Ed Helms as well. Like, I mean, the whole interaction he has with his girlfriend is just, that cracks me up. Like, the bit at the end where it's like, you know, I want to do what I want to do. And, like, you, you know, confront, it's, it's very, very funny. Um, so we yeah. all know some couple like that. <laughs> oh me? No, I said we all know. Some oh God, yeah, like oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, completely, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I think it it definitely holds up. I think the fact that two sequels came after it that were very very poor diminishes it somewhat. I think if it was one and done, people would be talking about this. Because you never like, went back and did another old school. You know, old school didn't make that kind of money. But yeah. old school was a hit. It was a yeah. big hit. Launched, you know, Vaughn Vince Vaughn as a comedic actor. Yeah. Will Ferrell, like really, yeah, you know, and it's. I, lo- I love old school. It's such a brilliant comedy. And you know what, actually, I was watching an interview with Tom Green on a Sam and Jim show uh, on YouTube and talking about Road Trip mm. and how fun Road Trip is with Sean William Scott just coming off Stifler, I think for the first time and just still playing that abrasive asshole. Yeah. And Tom Green just been off the wall, just playing this kind of nuts character mm. and how fun that film was as well. Tom Phillips is a very good director at what he does. And this yeah. is why... I mean, the Joker's like slightly different or whatever, and it hasn't worked from sometimes either. His last movie with Miles Teller um, and, 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 and Jonah Hill wasn't great. But there's always something interesting in, in his films, I think. Mm. Yeah, I always actually, funny you say that about War Dogs, because I always felt that like with that, when I was watching that movie, it was like, oh, he's basically doing what Adam McKay did. Is yeah. known for doing yeah, comedy yeah. and then pivoting to these kind of real life dramedies. Yeah. Um, obviously what Adam McKay did with The Big Short, and it worked for him, but it didn't work for War Dogs. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, you look at, like, Starsky and Hutch is a gorgeous movie. Like, you go back and watch that movie, like, it's really shot really, really well. It's Are you shot... talking about the Ben Stiller one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that was crap. I, know, I liked it. Looks, I liked it it looks really, like, like uh, what I mean by that is, is that it looks like it was shot in the 70s. Like, Todd Phillips, it's, and it's very subtle as well. It's yeah. not mm-hmm. over the top. Um, I don't know. I only watched it the once when it came out, and I just thought it was so unfunny. Really, I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, got a few laughs over. I got a few laughs over. And I love right. the fact that he. I love the fact that Todd Phillips always uses the Dan Band. You know, yeah, I love the Dan Band. Right. I cannot hear Total Eclipse of the Heart without thinking of the Dan Band. That's the. But he has this band that he like uses in every single one of his comedy. Okay. Would you hire? Would you hire them if you got married? One hundred percent. Are you kidding me? Get him to do the candy shop. I take it. Candy shop. Um, oh yeah, probably, um, he'd probably get married just if he just to, just to hire the Dan man. Yeah. I would get married just to hire the Dan man, and I hate marriage. I hate the convention of marriage. Would do it just to get the. Dan I know band. that's why I said you would do it for them. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, revisit it. How do you like them apples? Huh? <laughs> Did you just mic drop me? Yeah. Did you just mic the? If cheek? I could pick this up and drop it, I would. The but I don't want to. I don't want to hurt uh, Charlotte uh, listening there. So. You almost like. Swiped my ear there. I don't know if you realize it's so aggressive, Brian. So aggressive. Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, that's it for this week. Brian, mic dropped. I'm done. I'm the, just, mic the, the, mic, the, mic the mic has been dropped. The mic has been dropped. The mic has been dropped. What's that next week, Brian? A star is born. And can we do a um, can we do a super cut of Brian? <laughs> like, and every week he's forgotten what's out next week. It's his job. It's A Star is Born and... Will I say? Yeah, you just say it. Venom. 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 And Johnny English Strikes Again. I knew which that. Which will have interviews for the latter too. Um, yeah, so I, I also spoke to Tom Hardy and Riz Ahmed. Um, and that'll be, that should be live when this show is live. 
Um, it's going to Morley M and then it's going to be on the Delft channel as well. And so just looking at entertainment uh, sound guy, really sound guys. Yeah. Um, awesome. Although I did nearly get stuck in London D. I didn't nearly oh, get yeah. stuck in London. It's so scary and, when uh, that happens, isn't and, uh, it? You're just like, I'll never get home. Um, Even though it's like across the You pond. know, <laughs> I mean, there was a storm and it did take, the, the plane took off in a storm. Mm. Now, bear in mind, I was doing this junket because I had a, kind of a slight connection with Tom Hardy. We have a mutual friend and Brian asked me to. So I was covering it for Brian. I, just, I was cursing you so much I, in could, I could feel it. When I, I could feel when it. I, when, I, I thought, it. when I thought the flight might get cancelled, I was like, daft. I could feel it. I could actually just feel your hatred <laughs> crossing the Irish Sea and just <laughs> burning my ears yeah. the entire time. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I was like every time it was like, and because I saw you as well, you kept tweeting Aer Lingus about the flight when yeah. it was getting cancelled. I was like, holy crap, it's six o'clock in the evening and he's still there. I like, yeah. Oh God. I was like, he is going to kill me tomorrow. He is going to murder me tomorrow. And then he didn't turn up. The day after. You didn't turn up until like about one o'clock in the afternoon. It was like, great, okay, hopefully he's... No, I did. I was doing an interview. I had to be here early the next morning because we had Pete Tong. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and subscribe. Uh, Pete Tong nice. came in. So he was coming in that morning and he was the same. He got he gotten stuck on a flight coming over from LA. Mm. Um, and do you know what the worst thing is? Do you know what the worst thing is? Go on. Do you know what the worst thing is? Is that when you land and they don't did bring the thing clap? over. No, nobody clapped. Everybody oh. was just like, ugh. When they bring, they don't bring the, and it's because Pete Tong was like, I was like, Pete Tong seems a little tired. And he's like, yeah, I flew in from LA half five and uh, legendary DJ. And um, he said, oh, we had to sit there for an hour and a half before they open the door on the plane. So that's, that, that was the worst bit because you just want to get off the plane. But I mean, everybody was under strain. I felt super bad for the, um, for the, the, the air hostesses and the, and the pilot and stuff because I don't imagine, because the planes literally aren't built to go through that kind mm. of weather. They're yeah, just not. Yeah. I'll take my chances though. Every time a plane takes off, I've already kind of been, yeah, I had a good run. You're always kind yeah, of like that. Everybody's kind of freaking out with the everybody's freaking out with the That's uh, awfully cynical. Yeah, no, I'm just like, yeah, sure, look, we go, we go oh. down, we go down. Hopefully we land on somebody I don't like. Yeah, you don't be fatalist about <laughs> it. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, um I'm looking forward to next week because I I wanna I actually do want to see a star is born. Mm. Um I, I really do want to see that. So hopefully if there's an evening screen or something we can get to it. So that's it for this week. Thanks to Charlotte Reed in production. Hopefully producer Dave will hear him again at some point. He's down in Cork at the he's minute. Down in, he's down in Cork like at the uh, at the Lee Miller testimonial <laughs> which is deadly. I would have loved him to have gone to that. It was on in the afternoon so he really wanted to go to it. Um, so yeah, hopefully producer Dave will be back next week but thanks to Charlotte for putting everything together as always. See you next week. What's going on? I lost a tooth. I married a whore. How dare you? She's a nice lady.